Morning, good morning, all you wonderful, wonderful people. I just want to express my gratitude for you guys. Um, because I I realized that when I got on today, I hit uh 1k downloads. And I know you're like, some people might be like, oh, that's not that much. But I didn't even expect that, to be honest. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. I really thought it would just be like probably me talking to myself and maybe like a few here and there listening. But I mean, 1K is just only the beginning. And um, that really made my heart leap because it's just like, you know, I just really enjoy, you know, talking to you guys and, you know, we're all here for the same reason. We love astrology. We love, you know, compatibility stuff and sex stuff and, you know, relationship stuff with astrology. And, you know, I, I, I just like being able to read and do these things with you guys because, you know, I'm sure everyone's all curious like I am, you know, and we all want to learn together. So I just want to thank you guys so, so much for listening to me ramble, listening to me, you know, like repeat things or say the same thing sometimes. And, you know, my journey of, you know, like, you know, my health and the prayers and everything for my hubby and everything. So I really appreciate you guys. I really love you guys so much. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say that before I went on rambling. I know it took me quite a bit to get into today's episode. I've been really busy lately, guys, like severely busy. And um, my friend also had a birthday. So we all went camping, which was amazing. So of course, I didn't have any um, service, which was awesome. Like I really felt it really, you know, not having any service and not being able to you know, just get on my phone and mindlessly scroll through social media, it truly showed like how much time that number one, that I waste sometimes on my phone. And number two, it really allowed us to truly, truly like connect with each other and, you know, enjoy each other and just, you know, do little games and random like things, you know, that we could laugh about. We're able to, you know, we cooked and everything over the campfire, had s'mores. Um, it was great. It was really great. Um, so I could not have asked for a better weekend with people that I truly love and adore. And I get to, you know, like connect to some people that I didn't even really know that well, you know, and it just felt good. And I've been, you know, like hanging out with my girlfriends and stuff, you know, preparing for us going camping. And, you know, I've been like a big hermit the last few years. And I told myself for this year, and of course, being safe and everything uh, with uh, COVID, that I wanted to really like start hanging out more with like my friends and stuff like that, like female friends, not just only like my husband or family members or the few select, you know, like close friends that I have, but just like really getting to know more people and expanding that relationship with women, you know? So um, it's just really, really nice. I've gotten so used to, you know, like as a Libra and I'm sure all Libras know this, uh, we, we tend to get, what is it, codependent on not only our um, loved ones or our relationships, but 
with people in general, we have a hard time being alone. Um, that was really a huge issue for me. Um, definitely when I was younger, um, and basically, I think I mentioned this, like, uh, one of the times, like, when, like, me and my husband, when we were dating, we had broken up, um, and I also did this with relationships where I would just jump into, like, basically, when I break up with a guy, I already have, like, the next person that's been, like, flirting with me and already letting me know that they want to be with me and then I would just like just I would just jump into the next relationship I would never give myself a break I would always have to be around like my friends my my girlfriends and everything and I just never you know like took time for myself because I had a hard time being alone and at the time I felt like my my Leo and my um my Libra, my Leo rising and my Libra sun were more prominent, I feel like, um, when I was, like, younger and growing up and in my, like, young 20s and stuff, and, um, I felt like, uh, I just, I didn't, you know, it's like, I, I'm an, I'm an emotional person, but then I didn't know how to handle the overwhelm of the emotions I would feel. Because I mean, I feel, and you guys know this, I feel so deeply, so hard that it's hard for me to deal with that as an air sign. It really is. It's hard being sensitive and also not wanting to be sensitive. You know what I mean? I never really embraced my Pisces moon. Of course, I didn't know at the time that I had a Pisces moon. I was always wondering why I was an anomaly of a Libra. But yeah, I I, want to give, you know, Libra's advice. And really, this can probably go for anybody. But uh, you have to learn how to, you know, spend time with yourself. Because that's when things that you you were uncomfortable with or things you put in, I like to call it like my little baggage purse like, things that you kind of put into, like, a little bag and stuff away into a closet, um, and it continues to pile up and pile up and pile up, and then eventually, you're going to have to feel it, right, and you're going to have to feel it in a more uh, overwhelming, like, way, you know what I mean, like, for me, when I would do that, eventually it would get so big and so, um, you know, like me not dealing with it, that it would explode in my face. And then it's like literally feeling like the wrath or like the, the sadness of the elements, like I'm equal in the elements. So it's literally like, I'd be like fucking, like, I want to scream. I want to throw things like that fire, you know, like energy. And then I want to cry and just sink into the depths of the ocean And then I just want to become stone because I'm feeling too deep. And then I just want to fly away, you know, and whisk away and try to, you know, like get over it the fastest that I can. And it'd be horrible. And I I didn't like that, you know. So I finally had to kind of like, I made sure I took some time, even though we weren't broken up that long and of recent, you know, I, you know, I've gotten out of the people pleasing mode where it's just like, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Even though like I'm tired or drained or I'm not in the mood to be around people. Like I need my time to recharge. And before I didn't do that because I just wanted to people please and I didn't know how to be alone. And now that I know how to do that, 
I've actually become too much of a hermit. You know, like my husband was telling me that he was like, he wasn't able to go. He actually had, um, prior, um, engagements that he had made because he does a lot. He has a lot of side uh, hobbies from when he's not doing work and him and his friend had a side hobby. Um, they DJ. So, uh, he was DJing for a wedding and, um, he was like, you know, I'm really glad you went, you know, because you need to get out more. And I was like, you're right. You know, that's something that I, you know, haven't really, you know, I've realized that I've been doing is that I've just been staying in a lot. And, you know, also it doesn't help that we got COVID, you know, like, uh, you gotta be safe. You can't just immerse yourself in like a whole bunch of friends and running over to like your friends and stuff house and their families. Cause you could, you know, you can get people sick. And I completely understand that. So it's just like with being in quarantine, it made me even more of a a hermit as well. So I got to get out of that. You know, like here uh, in my state, we're supposedly supposed to open up on June 3rd. We've been promised this for a whole year. You guys, I don't know um, if the same is happening to you guys, but in our state, we have been literally, like, no further than phase two, we got to phase three for a month, and now we rolled all the way back to phase two, and they were even thinking about putting us to phase one, so we've been pretty closed down, a lot of businesses have shut down here, it's, it's terrible, you know, like, a lot of people are leaving this state, and it's a beautiful state, a wonderful state, but it's very expensive to live in. Um, you know, it's considered the billionaire capital because of Bellevue. We have Microsoft, Starbucks was made here, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, so it's just been really hard to be able to really do anything besides, you know, like, um, outside outdoor stuff, which I don't mind that. Um, and, um, you know, like the gyms opened up in January. So, I've been going there, you know, doing my little exercises and stuff, and that's pretty much, like, it, and as far as, like, going out with your friends, it does not happen, because you can't have, like, restaurants are either not opened, I mean, they're open for takeout, or if you're seated, you can only have up to six people, and we have quite a big group, so it kind of doesn't, like, work out well for that, but, um, yeah, that's just, you know, I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest a little bit and I hope everyone else is staying safe and, um, being good and, you know, like doing what's best for them mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, this has been a crazy season for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I don't thrive well in tour season. Like, you know, last year, I had gotten, um, you know, in the hospital for two weeks and I had all this mess going on within tourist season and, um, same thing kind of happened again. Um, I wasn't in the hospital or nothing, but it's just like started feeling sick and stuff again. And it's just like, why, like, what is it that fucking, you know what, let me, I should see like, what is it? Is it transiting through my house of health? Um, and because in, uh, what do you call it? in uh medical astrology if it's transiting through any of your ho- your house of health um it can be any house but your main house of houses of health are your first house uh the sixth house the eighth house and the twelfth house so uh let me see 
where these bitches are trans. Oh, well, I mean, Saturn and Aquarius is transiting through my six house. Um, nothing through my first. Neptune and Pisces in my eighth, which I have my moon in Pisces in my eighth. Uh, and the Leo moon is transiting through my 12th house, so, uh, at least, well, Saturn in my 6th house isn't well, so I need to look up that in Aquarius, um, and what it has to do with, um, mine, because, yeah, in my normal chart, I don't have anything in the 6th house besides my, it looks like my Lilith and Chiron, I think. Oh no, Lily, Lilith and series. But yeah, so I'll have to look that up later and see what that is. But yeah, so we all know why we're here. Uh, we are actually heading toward the end of tourist season. Um, I believe it ends on the 20th and incomes crazy, <laughs> funny, hilarious, you know, Gemini season going to be probably like insane um we already have venus and uh what is it venus and mercury in gemini and i think we're actually coming up upon a mercury retrograde soon i oh my god i need to look at that so i might do a special episode i noticed i did not do the taurus new moon episode uh, a bonus episode i was really busy on that day I actually didn't even get to really do any rituals. I was able to write down some things I want to manifest, and that was pretty much it. That's the only thing I had time for. Um, But yeah, so we are at the end of Taurus season, and so, of course, I wanted to jump into the Taurus woman uh, of the sex. Um, This is from the book Sextrology, the Astrology of Sex and the Sexes, uh, by Starsky and Cox. And... um, they, uh, this sign, the female sign of Taurus is known as the sign of sexual response. Um, and Taurus woman is known as the ideal. So let's go ahead and jump in. It says Taurus woman is the Zodiac's barefoot Contessa, a sort of tribal princess who embodies the combined spirit of regal immunity and pastoral naivety. In every aspect, she is a living doll and an infinitely fun-loving character who approaches life with an unspoiled childlike vision and in so doing she freely spreads joy taurus feels it feels it her this is the book not me this is what they know taurus feels it's it her it's her i assume it's supposed to be the purpose to create a little bit of heaven here on earth and on the level procuring and indulging in as much epicurean delight as she might while on another living as if were a sacred right to do so Professionally, she tends to pursue careers that perpetrate her carefree sensibility, providing her a sense of play while offering amusement to others. Though she is a materialist of the first order, she espouses simple luxuries, viewing wealth as a natural birthright, often dedicating herself to the needy and particularly to children. Her guileless glee and secure sense of self make other Others feel as if they're in the presence of a favorite babysitter. In truth, no other woman enjoys being a girl more than this eternal nymphette, the whole of of whose existence is an exploration of the feminine experience from trial to, to exaltation. 
Her greatest goal in life is to be worthy of having lived it. As such, Taurus seeks to surround herself with quality people. In a man, she demands the full package. Looks, personality, a sense of humor, roguish charm, sexual ability, a boyish spirit, and a bankroll that could choke a bull, expecting to be cherished unerringly in the extreme. Her same-sex bonds are an all-out celebration of womanhood, an often earthy, crunchy affair marked by mutual nurturing and shared journey of self-discovery. So I have actually the friend, obviously, it was her birthday this weekend, and she's a Taurus as well as um, in our little, basically, it was all fixed signs. (laughs) in our group for camping two of them were Torin Torians which were the girls my my friends um her other friend is I mean uh, other friend her boyfriend um is a Taurus as well and then my other friend's husband is a Scorpio and then um my friend um not my friend but our other friend her husband as well couldn't make it he couldn't get the day off she's a Leo so all fixed signs we had uh, all elements. Um, we had basically mainly earth, one water, uh, one uh, fire, and then there was just me, the cardinal air, <laughs> the cardinal air sign was just me. So it, it was quite, it's very quite interesting because you can see the different uh, thoughts and opinions of um, everyone. Um, so it was great. <laughs> But yeah, let's go ahead and find uh, what uh, the mythology. I always like to read that for us because it's weird. I notice I feel like they don't mention it as much as they did in the other zodiac signs, but maybe that's just me. But here's the archetype and myth. Um, Taurus woman is the living repre- representative of the virgin earth and the nubile nature goddess nymphs who personify the natural energy of ancient groves, glades, and gardens where temptation arises. Nymphs are forever being chased and deflowered. Just as Eve was courted by the serpent, the the thematic dilemma for the Taurian archetype lies in a polarized vision of womanhood, relation to men versus responsibility to self and female kind. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, let's see. So here we go. Sex and sexuality. Let's jump in, Taurus women. Can't wait to see if this, like, relates to, like, my Taurian girls that I know, you know, because they're just, they're, they're just amazing. So let's see. So from the time she's very young, Taurus longs for a, tr- a traditional old-fashioned relationship in which men and women play customary fairy tale roles. And though as, as she progresses to maturity, she'll learn to amend this pat stance. She is naturally cynical about heterosexual bonds, believing they can only function well in this cookie-cutter fashion. For any misery her parents suffered, she blames her mother and pities her father, just as her archetypal Eo may have felt sorry for Zeus. I don't know if Io or I think it's Io, maybe. Felt sorry for Zeus for having such a ball-busting mate. However, what Taurus like Io might realize is that her own mother and being so character, character, characteristically hard on her might be trying to head off at the past Taurus's mistakes with men. 
Oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry, my cat. Daenerys! She's, she's not gonna shit over. I'm sorry, we'll jump back into it. However, what Taurus likes Io mightn't realize is that her own mother and being so characteristically hard on her might be trying to head off at the pass. Taurus's mistakes with men. The myth itself isn't so much about Hera's catching Zeus as it is about the goddess, who was incidentally referred to as the cow-eyed, saving Io. Indeed, the maiden aspect of herself from the lecherous power of a self-titled omnipotent man, for in so doing, she makes Io her pet and pupil, whipping her ass into having more respect for her own womankind. Taurus's mother has a similarly uphill battle. As the most feminine of the Zodiac's females, the bull is designed to be receptive, even submissive, in relationships and, indeed, as regards actual sex with men. But along with her label as a sign of sexual response goes, goes a heap of responsibility. And being too open and available, the ideal dolly she might give women a bad name. Mmm, I see. And proving herself the opposite of her domineering mom, the bull girl hooks up with typically older, popular guys early on, those with whom she feels valued in the public eye of her peers. In some instances, Taurus's love story might end there, as she, more than any other female sign, often marries her childhood or high school sweetheart. Still, despite the noble intention she might inspire in a boy, it is generally not her brain most guys will be after. Plucked, perfumed, and pe- and prettified to perfection. The Torian treat looks good enough to eat. This is so true because my two Torian friends, they, they do not ever get caught slipping, really. They look amazing all the fucking time. That's why I don't know why Libras get that fucking, um, I don't know that, I don't know why we get that name of, I mean, I see Libras looking amazing too, but I don't know, just for myself, I see, I feel like I see more Tauruses, like, really, like, polished more so than Libras, in my opinion, but hey, I could be wrong, you know, you never know. What picks a boy's interest, too, is her combination of obvious femininity and second house power. Even when a slip of a girl, a vertebral Audrey Hepburn type, she will still look sturdy, her weighty neck and legs preventing her from ever appearing too demure or delicate a flower. Besides, besides which, she has a forceful and smoky attitude. Excuse me. It's like a burp wants to come out, but I don't want to be like gross. She's no withering wallflower, to be sure. Indeed, she may already exhibit her mother's dominating spirit despite attempts to subdue it. Boys see what amounts to her bull energy and dis- and decide she's not so unbreakable that they couldn't take her for a right tumble in the hay. In truth, young Taurus's sex drive is as strong as any adolescent boy's and she designed for some fairly heavy sexcapades. But what the pretty young bull mightn't realize in her zeal to play house is that she could be confusing love with an urge for sex. Usually, one advises girls the other way around, not to confuse sex with the need for love. But for the Taurus, the opposite tends to be true. She is astrologically engineered first and foremost for physical union as befits her status as the Venus-ruled Earth nymph. Feeling the ultra-feminine force of her sign ever since she can remember, she's long perfected playing dress-up, acting the ideal woman, and now, with the onset of hormones coursing through her body, she immediately feels herself ready to play house. 
She mistakes her surfacing sexual urges for a call to matrimony or a reasonable face smile thereof. While, why do so many Torians marry their childhood sweethearts? Often because they're barely out of high school when they do so. But the success rate of long-lasting martial bliss is dodgy. The moral of the Isle myth cautioning against being one more notch is some power monger's bedpost isn't designed to teach the cowgirl not to give away the farm. Rather, it's meant to instill the belief that women have the power, and it's she who can thus whittle a, a, a tally on her own bedpost. Deeper study of the myths revealed that Isle was no virgin. She was a nymph who did what nymphs do, having many lovers. Zeus was just one in a string. Her crime wasn't in taking Zeus as a prize, but that he already belonged in Hera's box of Cracker Jack. Our vision of nymphs bolting from pursuing gods and heroes isn't about protecting their maidenhood, but rather not wanting to be subdued by, by male t uh, tyranny. Hmm. They were already getting it off with every satire roaming the woods. Hera mightn't so much have been protecting the sanctity sanctity of her own marriage as helping Io to escape the tyranny of a similar bond. But Taurus thinks to herself, I don't want to top a man the way mom did, not being one to wear the pants as, say, the Aries woman of the world as a female embodiment of the masculine principle are won't are won't to do. What Taurus aligned with the feminine principle will even will eventually realize is that she can run the show while still remaining on her back. But, like Io, she generally learns the hard way. Being materially minded, Taurus is anxious to get on with adult life and start taking off items on her infamous acquisition list. This is another reason for Miss I Have to start playing house sooner than later, as she feels that, that she and a young mate should get while she's getting good. To boot in a rush to get out from her mother's thumb, she may leap before looking into a live-in relationship and end up with a lesser man than she bargained for. If not one in a long line of trolls, enter the symbolism of Snow White's doors. Sure, these many men might be money-oriented, whistling off to work to mine the world for second-house riches, but look what she's got to deal with. All of those seven vices men are apt to left, let surface once a woman agrees to play house. If not clean up... After them, if she's not coping with hydrochondriac, she would be suffering some some know-it-all, a dope and agoraphobic. Um, if you don't know what agoraphobic is, it's like uh, you know, fear of like not the marketplace, but being in a whole, being around a whole bunch of people, pretty much. Um, a man, a manic, a depressive, or a rage addict. Best thing which ever did was slip. Best thing that which ever did was slip snow the apple, for she finally woke up and saw all she wanted was a prince minus the complicated, deadly, boring sins. Hera, of course, possessed magical apple orchids and often showed up in the guise of an old crone to teach some bimbo or another a lesson. If only this reaction was so automatic for all Torians, in her in her early years, she too often focused focuses strictly on would-be chic shopping, no other woman needs to be shown the money the way she does, which invites men whose preoccupation with materialism might preclude a wholesome morality, not to mention to simple human kindness. At the same time, she wants a man who will play kin to her ever-loving Barbie. Indeed, she thrives in, relationship, in relationships with men, 
uh, just her own age, those with whom she can grow old walking by the fire. Even when a famous citizen of the world, the bull girl usually attaches her to a handsome hottie, if not a compliant himbo, and whom she can walk through life as she once surfaced the, the halls of high school with a main squeeze. Hands lodged into each other's back pocket. In the in the end, relationships, sex, and all things couply should be a decidedly simple affair, no more complicated than it was back in the day when she locked lips at her locker. Her particular challenge when it comes to love, then, is striking a balance between her need for the eternal boyfriend, an equally sweet uh, and synergistic Adam to her Eve, and her desire for wealth and power, and the power she believes that money buys. In truth, she... She is not just Snow White in the in the saga, but mirror mirror. She's potentially the vain and greedy old witch as well. If she's lucky, as most Torian women are, blessed by a fortune bringing Venus called the Lower Benedictic, in the zodiac's astrology's Gidget, will live happily ever after with her Moon Doogie, J J Appel Barbie, avec her kin, and still manage in a and extending all analogies to pay for their Mal- Malibu dream house in cash. So if you guys obviously didn't get, um, you know, Torians, they're, they're just known for, they love money. <laughs> they're in the second house. Uh, they're very materialistic, but they do have a lot more deeper qualities than what is said, definitely. But um, a lot of the Torians that I have been around with, um, are known, um, they, like, they, they make money, their men have money, uh, they shop, like, no other on lots of clothes and makeup, and anything that they're interested in, house stuff, plants, plants are very huge with Tauruses, I notice, and I feel like they, like, they have that green, green thumb, I think any, um, earth sign has that, but they're really good with that, but they just like to spend money, um, they love to have their, you know, surroundings be beautiful. And, you know, I can't, I can't complain about that. I, I wouldn't mind that either. Okay, so, by the way, if you hear a bell ringing, it's my little kitten, um, or my kitty cat, um, Miss Daenerys Skywalker. Okay, so, um... <laughs> Uh, speaking of that too, um, she's been hella rowdy lately. I've told you guys how she, I don't know, since she got spayed, she sometimes will bite the fuck out of me to the point where it's drawing blood. Um, she can get sometimes a little feisty and mean. Um, it's not her usual and I'm assuming maybe it's cause she going through, she's like obviously going through cat menopause now that she's been spayed. So I decided to, um, <laughs> create a little crystal for her. So I made a, <laughs> a crystal for her to put on her collar, um, and it's, I don't know, is it just me or what, but it's like she's been extremely sweet since then. I put a love crystal, um, I want to say it, it's not rose quartz, but I, I, oh my god, I think it's the cherry quartz, um, it's either a cherry or a strawberry quartz, one of them, I don't know, I'll have to look at it again, but yeah, um, so that might be something new that, um, is going to be going in my store as well. Like I said, crystals for not only us, but for our lovely pets. Anyways. <laughs> Meanwhile, the problem is often not being able to separate Venus 
self-propelled love from second house possessions, could, uh, should they not be combined into a tall, dark, and handsome package, the color associated with Taurus being green, our little cowgirl typical puts lettuce first on her notorious shopping list for ingredients in a meat. Again, just as she can't uh, separate material value from the moral or even spiritual brand, her motivation for second house comfort sees her assuming that a man who shares her want of financial security will also be inclined as she is to be emotionally warm and fuzzy sound of a loud game show buzzer it's not easy scoring a big wig who also indulges in back rubs and backyard barbecues that is very true <laughs> usually i i mean there is some men out there they're they're like anomalies but it's it's hard to find that two in one where someone is you know well endowed with finances but also like very loving and sweet and um caring um i don't want to say caring but were they were they're down to like you know like give back rubs like it said or you know like really cuddle their woman and you know like just you know take care of her emotionally you usually get them taking care of you, like, materialistically, financially, sometimes physically, but never your emotions. I, I feel like that's why I'm not really a um, a housewife, uh, you know, real housewives or whatever, because I feel like it's kind of sad. Like, to me, it seems like a lonely life because a lot of those women just sit around and gossip about each other because their husbands are off, like, constantly making millions of dollars but they're like not really home or always busy some even cheat and shit and it's just it just doesn't seem like a happy life like you know like money is great and all but it's not my main focus like I just I only want it to be free because let's be real money creates freedom it means you can take care of yourself your loved ones and not have to be like oh no I can't afford this oh no I can't do this like you can take care of yourself at the best you know like of anything you can get you can have the best health care the best you know like stylist the best you know like house and and all that good stuff and help lots of people so I you know I get it but yeah I I agree with what they're saying here so still if anyone's going to find him Taurus woman will and once faced with someone she's labeled a suitable candidate she'll leave nothing to chance after all, Taurus is playing for keeps, and like her male counterpart, she doesn't like to spend her wills or waste energy on faulty attempts at love. Inevitably, she blunders on the first few tries, falling for guys who will, who only feign to share her passions. Again, that faulty depth perception, making the bull a real sucker for the old Cape Daenerys. I'm sorry. She's, she's collecting the floor. I know I should edit, guys, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I like to be as raw as I can with you guys, um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, you have to hear that, anyways, um, okay, inevitably, she blenders the first few tries, falling for guys who only feign to share her passions, again, that faulty death perception and making the bull a real sucker for the old cape trick, Ole. Then again, in targeting a potential partner, her notorious dolling up might strike a certain man as, st- as startlingly superficial, unable to see through to the real face underneath such 
a mensch might label her a bit of a bullshitter. Still more times than not, Taurus women's attention to detailing sees her falling under the, the heading of a man's ideal. Love is generally a win-win situation for Taurus if she's lucky enough to score a well-heeled mate who's also not a heel, all is right with the world. If she goes for the bucks and bags of baddie, she'll sooner bolt than keep unhappiness bottled up. If she happens to fall for a down-on-his-luck dreamboat, she'll learn in a flash that when push comes to shove, love will win out over money. It might not be the method of her mind, but it certainly is the modus of her heart. And though she'll be a nervous wreck about it, she'd never kick Ken out for making peanuts or, for the matter, eating crackers in bed. Into the fairy tale bit that Taurus longs for throughout her life story. Our bully herself is quite the little money magnet when she stops trying to grab from the universe and lets abundance flow in and in. Ooh, I love that. The girl can't help it. Practically every time she turns around, the universe goes cha-ching. It's her astrological birthright. So therefore she knows it. That blessed Venus energy coursing through the second house starts working its financial wizardry. As if as if Taurus women didn't have enough self-confidence, so her planetary ruler makes her nearly obsessive about romantic union. It is most often her solo talents, uh, something toward which she is uncharacteristically humble that pay off the biggest the biggest. Those hobbies and interests she procured in her youth hopes of making herself more vulnerable a human being in, being are, are ironically where Taurus places the least monetary expect, expectation, but often see her becoming, as is befitting, the biggest cash cow on the astrological block. Let this be a lesson to all Tauruses with natural talent. Cultivate your gifts and mighty forces, even financial ones, will conspire to help you. Meanwhile, bully for the boyfriend, in truth, more Taurus female relationships entail business partnerships with the mate, exactly how the signs, love, and money aspects are meant to do, meant to go together. Often, Ken manages or produces Barbie's talents or otherwise shares a mutual enterprise when she finally sees herself as a Zodiac, Zodiac's treasure, being cherished and tended to. Less often is the other way around, with Taurus as the anchor, the, prover- the proverbial woman... Um, behind the man, and I will go ahead and read the turn-ons. The straight turn-ons for the Torian female is tall men, size, swimmer builds, smooth torsos, clean-shaven looks, hairy legs, executive, silk satin lingerie, sheets, blue eyes, big noses, active oral, 69, submission, light, B plus D, um, erotic, erotica, softcore porn, muscular hands, feet, flattery, passive seduction, nibbling, licking, pillow talk, gifts, surprises, passive and sex, money, success, call girl role, mm, M&M, MMF, uh, meaning male, male, female fantasy, seduction, stripping. Um, yeah, that's why I don't, like I said, I don't really care to read those, but because I, I think I started in the Aries season. Sorry for the rest of us who I didn't get to read that for, but it's just, it's, to me, it's nonsense because I hate the way they'll say, like, certain, like, ethnic backgrounds or colored eyes or hair or noses or, you know, like, shit like that because people are going to like what they like, I get it, but it's just, like, it makes it where it's more focused on one ethnic background, which is usually Eurocentric and Obviously, there's more than Eurocentric 
you know, like zodiac signs. It's we all have it, no matter what background we come from. So yeah, but you know, I just read it anyway. So it says either way, Taurus will take a family business approach to whenever whichever of their individual endeavors looks to be the most bankable at any given time. Pulling resources to optimize chances for success um, and ensure as a bullish a household economy can be. She prefers all facets of their partnership to remain private and self-sustaining. There can never be a need for outside influences. This, of course, extends to the bedroom. Where if the tourist can't fulfill even the tallest erotic order, indeed no woman can. Of all the possible milieuses or myluses in which to mingle, tourist women is most in her element in bed. Unabashedly lusty and instinctually instinctual, her sexuality is unencumbered by physical bells and whistles. Like her tourist brother, her brain doesn't function as a sexual organ, her interaction with a lover remaining purely sensual. She is enlivened by a man's desire to be pleased, ready and eager to entertain his every request and make a few of her own. This girl lives up to her assignation as a zodiac's earthy nymph, like those mythic nubiles seemingly Designed for the taking, not to mention possessing, if just a tiny dose of their namesake mania. As a sign of sexual response, Taurus is an exceedingly receptive, reactive recipient in the bedroom, though generally not in any other room in the house as she likes sex in a sanctified boudoir setting, getting off on playing a traditional female role, particularly in her choice of sexual positions. She is decidedly a real bottom girl of all the female signs, the most restrictive, restrictive, passive, hungrily, and most audibly. She invites a man into whichever nook and cranny achingly begs for penetration. In her exaggerated penchant to please a man, orally, one might suspect she has an extra G-spot lodged somewhere in that Torian rule throw. She is a temple harlot come to life programmed to receive a man as some sacred prince or sacrificial priest, her very being of glorious gateway to divine ecstasy, where there is no division between the sublime and sinful aspect of getting it on. She is that archetypal Eve, remember, who has no concept of a dualistic division between sexual rights and wrongs. Taurus takes the exploration of her femininity to near fetishistic heights, organically falling into role play as a striptease artist, geisha, or even expert call girl without any forethought or shade of irony. To her mind, she's simply expressing herself, tapping into natural sexual proclivities. This is, this is a, this pre, perhaps the most inviolable aspect of the Torian sexual persona. She easily she easily accesses her primal erotic self guilelessly, giving herself over to a man's more dominant urges. Sex isn't something to engage in lightly or to participate in slightly. For Taurus, is Taurus it requires complete surrender, which in turn culminates in a kind of transcendent aesthetic state. This is rarely 
hand by assuming control or taking an assertive position in the stack. A lot, Aries women. Taurus is the literal flip side of that sign that precedes her and thus requires to be thoroughly worked over by a man. She doesn't want to be ransacked, however, in any way, shape, or form. Rather, she craves a slow, sensual, systematic detailing of her entire being. The bulk of her sexual excitement, stemming from utter acquiescence to a man's exploration and domination of her executed sweetly but deeply. The bull girl really appreciates a bit of a beefcake, <laughs> particularly if it extends to her external boyfriend's pits and piece, bits and pieces. For her, it's both the meat and the motion, and if anything could dispel her wide-eyed, unquestioning view of a mate and fast, it's a failure to sufficiently deliver such goods. That's what I, like, I can kind of understand that. Like, I'm not picky. Like, come on, like, you guys. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, for those of you who, like, and I've heard stories because I've never had a man that had, like, a 13-inch penis. I, I've heard, I'm not going to say, like, who I have heard. I've talked to a woman in my life who has this and like how how is that gonna be fun like how I want to know this (laughs) you know I've talked to her about it and it like literally it fucks her up in the insides that sometimes she has to go to the doctors because her fucking yard her uterus or whatever literally gets like it gets moved you know what I mean and it's like really painful and it's just like like why why would why would you want a man to have that like if 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 a man's blessed with that cool that's part of your body don't be ashamed of it you obviously have the Zeus of all dicks I guess but for some people who are like they put so much pressure on men to have like a gigantic penis and everything it's just like Sometimes the size does not really matter. It's to me it's more so like how they can move it and how it fits with you and everything. Like, um, I don't want to have a man with like a fucking thirteen inch dick. Like ten would be like like my limit probably. I don't even know if I want to do that, but ten is like my limit. Like seven, eight, nine is cool, you know that's nice, and just, like, any size, really, I mean, just any size, average, doesn't matter as long as you want to move it, in my opinion, because it's just, like, I, I don't see the fun in having a gigantic fucking dick in you, where it's almost like they can't, like, you can't really move the way you want, because it's, like, overwhelming, and kind of painful, and I almost feel like the guy would have to, like, not even move, like, he would have to literally, like, like, flop his dick in there or something, like, just kind of, like, move it around, like, up and down to make it move while you're kind of moving on it, like, it just, it doesn't seem comfortable, it just, it just doesn't, I think it's more the motion of the ocean to me, so, anyways, (laughs) the simple truth is that Taurus will rarely commit to a guy for the long run unless he's still in a sack, money looks Money, looks, sense of humor, all such other bulleted points on her checklist go right out the door if her man lacks in the lovemaking department. This is so true. Like, I don't care how fucking hot you are or sexy 
if the sex is trash, that, that shit does not fucking matter. Like, great, you are easy on the eyes, you're nice to look at, but I'm not gonna, like, wanna, like, I'm not gonna get wet for that. Like, if it's trash, it's just, it's, there's no connection or nothing. There's, it's just not good. Um, if Taurus doesn't enter a relationship with, say, the aforementioned childhood sweetheart, she may have nothing to compare her guy to a gaining and even an ever-sneaking suspicion that she's missing out on something. Taurus may want to explore her options, curious as to what might be dangling in the trousers of each potential Mr. Big she meets. Taurus is not promiscuous. She'd find the word offensive and sexist as it is rarely applied to men. Though she looks she's not inclined to touch, at least not indiscriminately. If she does marry young, for instance, or if she is not being sexually satisfied to the extent she senses she could be, she may act upon a select situation, not actively looking, but open to the possibility that a certain someone might come along who triggers her hormonal instincts in such a way as to dispel all doubts. She doesn't institute a blanket open marriage situation per se, but she will honestly express her need to expand her horizons if and when she feels that doing so is part and partial of her own development, sexual or otherwise. Taurus isn't one to sneak behind a partner's back. And making so bold a move is rarely a result of her nymph archetype running rampant in her psyche. Rather, it's an integral part of cultivating a deeper understanding of herself as a woman. Sex in and of itself holds little fascination for the Taurus. It is, however, often a vital component of all of her all-important journey of feminine self-discovery, a means of giving choice, giving voice to her individual expression, singing the song of her of herself. Her own sexuality is a source of liberation for the pastoral Taurus, who, when coming upon societal conflict with her own personal instincts and desires, will always follow what she mentions to be a natural inclination. If though in a relationship she has a hankering for a hunk who's not her boyfriend or husband, that must be right because she feels it. It's another instance where a Taurus might raise the ear of other women for whether she, for whether the man Taurus fancies is taken or not will typically be of little consequence as she thinks about what is right for her, not what is wrong to her fellow woman. Women. Falling into that all about Taurus pattern as its least circumstance circ- circum- circumspect. The earthy nymph operates via her very human sexual response and just so long as she accepts for Hera important responsibility of her act- actions, she will trust that her personal path is the right one, regardless of the consequences. It could be a deal-breaker for her cuckolded kin, who might have avoided such developments, perhaps if he were anatomically correct. But Taurus is never one to regret. All experience is valuable to her. Of course, meeting her sexual match in a mate would make Taurus's life far less messy. Maybe if Adam had been more attractive, Eve wouldn't have been open to the seduction of the snake. Though never commanding Taurus is nonetheless the most demanding of dames in her be- in the bedroom. Her fantasy life is especially steeped in thoughts of submission and might even border on acts 
many other women with label demeaning. As a bachelorette, she may outright serial date for the very purpose of sampling the smorgasbord of men, reviewing their potential, practically meeting them at the door with the clipboard. Variety might spice up life for a while, but it's something that sustains her the hands-down locus of the Zodiac. She's a sucker for fresh-faced family scams and frat boys. Thrilled as much by the element of male society as she is by the individual fellow. Indeed, her fantasy life might include being taken by two flesh studs at once. She certainly can be more girl than one guy can handle. But even when she remains a glint in her infamous cow eye, she will set off in, on flirting with a group of male friends, playfully pitting them against each other, enjoying the sensual delight, if not the palpable wolf whiff of hormones that her pointed conquitry might stir up. In signature style, of course, she does so candidly, her camaraderie being a front and honest with nary the cock tease about it. In fact, she is often a sort of female mascot to men. If not the spotlit diva with her male dancers in the background, the image of Shirley MacLaine comes to mind as the only lady to infiltrate the infamous all-male rat pack. As this sort of female presence, neither a slaughter girl being passed around nor just one of the guys, the Taurus is capable of meeting men on her own uber um, feminine terms. She seeks their same privileges, privileges, uh, especially that of sexual freedom, but she go she does so from the unmistakable perspective of oh so enjoying being a girl. In same-sex relationships as well, Taurus rarely casts herself in a butch role. Our nymphette is typically not bisexual, but more definitively polarized straight or gay. Though in adolescent, the bull the straight bull might experiment with another girl, usually one who has a crush on her, rather than vice versa. Interaction is is really about reliving the Taurus's pent-up sexual energy, and so she might simply lie back and let it happen, grateful for release that isn't her, her isn't self-induced. She isn't big on masturbation in any case. Likewise, in adulthood, she may passively play act at lesbian sex for the purpose of pleasing her man, should he request such a showing. However, if and when Taurus comes out full stop, there's absolutely no going back, for her sexuality is a tremendous source of strength and personal power, and she'll seek a like-minded lover who'll live as absolutely as she does. Taurus will often play a key role in champion championing gay causes, acting up on her sister's behalf. Still, she doesn't she doesn't so much march astral when taking issues to the streets, and she's not a big believer in banners and labels that set the gay community apart from society at large, not consumed by the near stereotypical trappings of womanhood in which straight tourists so boldly state the gay tourist is nonetheless intended, intently focused upon sharing and com commemorating with her lover the finer, more solemn virtues of femaledom. She reveals in the kind of sexual tenderness that can only be shared with another woman, just as she enjoys picking out the perfect pick sheets between which to do just that. The typical gay Taurus is a lipstick lesbian, only without the lipstick. She tends to be eternally girly, but often over time sim simultaneously sinks deeper into a nat naturalist state, quite unlike her, no her notoriously adorned, cosmetically inclined straight counterpart. Instead of transforming her outward appearance in an attempt to telegraph 
availability. She explores other second house attributes such as comfort and stability in both the presentation of her person and of her environment. Gay Taurus is quite the homebody, preferring to cultivate her domestic arts and craftiness rather than to spend money socializing in restaurants, bars, or clubs. Typically, Taurus will espouse her nymph archetype all the more in lesbian relationships. Um, drawn to older, wiser women who will mother her, albeit in a rather tough, loving way, furthering Taurus's education on the boon of female empowerment. Taurus is often drawn to more a beautifully butch lovers than herself, and even her briefest romance will start with the same brand of seduction she might have experienced in her youth via the ardent attentions of her already decidedly gay girlfriend. So here's the gay turn-ons for Taurus women, which are older women, submission, athletes, butches, drag queens, I mean drag kings, drag features being pursued, big breasts, body hair, massages, caressing, deep kissing, luxuries, cliche mood music, candles, piercings, cream, lotions, musky scents, mutual oral passive penetration, licking, teasing, student-teacher role play, whipped cream, Passive foot play, worship feathers, ticklers, monogamy. Okay, so Taurus is a girl with a personal best fantasy. She enjoys being mastered in the bedroom, particularly by an athletic Amazonian lover. She prizes physical attributes most highly in a potential partner and makes no bones about not even looking at another woman unless she's sufficiently stunning. A smug superiority exists in many a gay Taurian relationship, a belief that in bonding she and her lover have become an unsurpassably perfect pair, like straight Taurus. The guy, the gay bull is designed to be the recipient of a sexual offensive, but the diverges from her heterosexual counterpart when it comes to that trademark need to please. For gay Taurus, the pleasure is typically all hers, and she is often somewhat remiss in the reciprocation department. She'll dally with her lover rather than outright diving on in, enjoying the loving, tender process of kissing and touching. She'll nibble, lick, and unconsciously tease her lover while demanding to be eaten out with unrivaled gusto. The trick is, to, is finding a lover who rel- relishes taking on the role, the sole role of aggressor, willing to sufficiently address Taurus's designation as the Zodiac's prime receptor. Regardless of sexual identity, Taurus women craves penetration and will urge her spitfire love to oblige. She thrills at displays of female power and the mere mention of aggressive top women is often enough to make her toes curl. Fingering and dildo play, especially our standards in her sexual mix, providing Taurus her de rigor multiple orgasms. She refers ardent chow downs to the artful finesse licks and nibbles that characterize her own signature style. 69 is a particularly intense turn-on, and yet for all her passivity, she's not much for bottoming out in that configuration. Sitting on her face is often completely out of the question. Still, despite such specific sexual taste, she's one female who'd be content to simply cuddle in a lover's arms as an erotic endgame into itself. Even with the dynamic, independent, or outright butch love, Taurus requires a femi pajama party element in her relationship. She loves um, late-night predefined pedicure sessions. 
Flipping through magazines for clothes or home furnishing inspiration. Sipping wine while making a meal together. She adores shopping and lunching with other ladies and throwing dinner parties for a close circle of friends. She will bond with the coterie of like-minded women. Typically well-bred bohemians with beefy bankrolls who also espouse an adherence to long-term bonds. To be sure, gay Taurus women is a die-hard monogamist whose idea of eternal bliss is growing old with that one special someone. So that's it, guys. That's it for the Taurian women, sex, and relationship aspect. But let me go ahead and read the couplings. And of course, the straight couplings are first, and I will read the gay couplings next. So it starts, of course, with Taurus woman, Aries man. She's an ultra-feminine idea. He fulfills the fantasy of stud with an enterprising spirit as a couple. They're classic. Taurus boasts of being the woman behind the man in bed. She's the mistress to his lusty master. This uh, Taurus man, this spawn is intense in the beginning, but often somewhat static later. Still, it's sympathetical astrological coupling. Sex is comforting, emotionally validating. They could stay in bed for days. Gemini man, two extravagant individuals drawn to the promise of glamour. The other offers life. It's a whirlwind. Their every move is contingent on the current trend in bed. She favors more drawn-out sessions. Uh, Cancer man, she's his fantasy in the flesh, all soft skin wrapped in a fuzzy pastel sweater. She knows his placid nature is opposed that extraordinary experiences of weight in bed. It's titillation and tenderness in equal measure. Leo man, he longs for a natural woman, subtle, accessible, Torian's appeal. She backs in Leo's glow, energized by his powerful presence. She simulates his self-actualization. Tactile expression is her strength. You know, considering how um, the Leo man likes to be the dominant one, I feel like, uh, and it says that the Torian female likes to be, you know, this kind of like, a little bit of a submissive a little bit, I feel like they would work well in bed just for that reason because they're both, you know, like, they both like, like, she likes dominant men, he likes submissive women, so I could see that being really good. Um, Virgo man, she has what it takes, beauty, virtue, after those dangerous types, he seems a safe choice. Their bond is about personal growth, newfound optimism, sex involves, experiment swapping might be an option. Libra man, they take time to warm up, but then it's hot. Each invests much energy in the other's emotional health. In artistic pursuits, the partnership is peerless. Sexually, imaginations are stimulated. Role-playing is one ritual. Scorpio man, illicitness is inherent. They turn on to the taboo of togetherness. In the long run, their love may be a barren landscape in which little grows, but an extraordinary sexual connection keeps them from taking a hike. Sagittarius man, fixation at first sight, Sag's colossal self-confidence transforms this twosome. In her, he's found a savior financially. They don't see eye to eye. She's one lover who'll satisfy his outsized libido. Capricorn man, he often keeps his women undercover. Not so now. She's a classy piece of arm candy. She exists to create a stable environment in which he might thrive. Life together is hate or hot everything. Only the best will do. 
Aquarius man, lurking attention requires exploration. She must clear her mind of prior expectations. For him, it's time to get real. Another caveat, they might be careful not to consistently contradict each other's saving grace sex is stellar. Pisces man, allies, an emotional attachment develops instantly. He's ready to commit. If she accedes, life will be peaceful and productive. In bed, the focus is on entertainment. Both require plenty of playful attention. So here's the gay coupling. So Aries woman, Taurus woman, Aries woman, a social pair they want to see and be seen. Aries has that glow of good health. Taurus um, fetching but unfussy. The bull offers Tor- uh, Aries the protection she uh, herself usually seeks. Sex is earthy and orgiastic. Taurus woman. Like painters, those every brush stroke is carefully applied. The Taurus woman, the Taurus twosome, pays ultimate attention to all aspects of living. Appreciation for each other means added value. Um, individually lavish foreplay is foremost. Gemini woman with provocative Gemini, the bull girl taps into her own toughness. They agree. They agree on the essentials. Joint professional ventures are a natural participation path. Sex is endlessly enjoyable as turns rough and tumble tender. Cancer women, they get off on being girls together. It's all dress up and makeup. They may lead a lewd lifestyle on that includes sex with strangers and swapping. If intimacy is lacking, this pair may opt to the pals and not partners. Leo women, the Taurus Leo liaison is about learning to give away, letting go, allowing Deepest self-feelings to surface. Often, they flirt with the rougher edges of existence. Sex is raunchy from day one. Love with a buzz appeals. Virgo woman, two cultivated sexual persona cultivate into one powerful, potent whole. In the extreme, erotic appetites are appeasable. More often, they're slaves to the ecstasy they experience together. Still, each is renewed via their association. Libra woman, this starts as a crush. Taurus explores femininity. Libra experiments with androgyny, allowing latent longings to service in bed. Libra takes charge, lavishing her lover with all manner of sexual attention. Scorpio woman. Taurus sends a shock wave through Scorpio, who in turn takes the role of girl to to the suggestible bull. A sexual relationship may develop ever so slowly. Months could pass before so much as a kiss is risked. Um, Sagittarius women, they're a testimonial to the good life. Though Taurus is easily sated by simple luxury, Sag can't help but yearn for more and more and more. Even if they end up just friends, an erotic connection endures. Capricorn women, Taurus pushes all cap buttons. How does one dare such outlandish relaxedness? To Taurus, Cap is a wise woman to be worshipped. Together they live a principled, luxurious lifestyle. In bed, Cap takes command. Aquarius women, in Taurus, Aquarius has an eager audience someone who will listen lovingly to her high-minded monologues and learn sex is best when conceptual it's all about exaggerated role play and complex mind games pisces women initially initially they clash but it's intriguing they have career goals in common each works to reinforce the other's reputation often emotional balance is elusive sex is untamed a workout if you will so that's it guys that's all for the taurian women and that is going to put the podcast's tour season at a close. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope that you guys um, are having a great day. 
and I will be back again in um with Gemini season um so that will be kicked off you know after the 21st probably or on the 21st or so when Gemini season starts and again I hope you guys have a wonderful day take care I love you so much I appreciate you please subscribe to me um on Apple or on um on any platform that you listen to me on and um please um you know like uh follow the charming libra on ig please leave me any questions dm me i love it i'm open to you i will answer your questions ask me anything please um that's again at the charming libra on instagram i love you guys so much um you take care and have a great day bye